0: Welcome to Greener Grass, a podcast. We are your hosts, Carrie Wee and Kelly McVeigh. And today we're having an awesome woman by the name of Christina Glickman. And she's actually a friend of Kelly's. Kelly, tell me a little bit about Christina. I I perused her Instagram, and she is just the one word that came to me is fabulous. She is so fabulous. Yeah, listen, I would love to tell
1: you about Christina. So um with the company I work for, Christina. Um, is an advocate, a seller, she sells beauty counter. And um, I met her probably four years ago. And she was working on building a business. And through the time, I mean, I think if you take a chance, you should check out her Instagram. She's like this most amazing person. And she when she walks into the room, she just exudes confidence. And part of it is from her style. She has Um, bleach blonde hair that's like spiked. And she always dresses. It's just her vibe and her story and her story, her brand, who she is. But I mean, we could be at a fancy cocktail party and she has on like tennis shoes, tube socks and a tutu skirt with a Rolling Stones t shirt. Like she just, I don't even want to say it wrong, because I don't want to screw up like she is absolutely amazing. And so I was just drawn to her in a lot of ways. And funny enough, her and I were, I was walking on the treadmill one day talking about just our passions and side projects and things we wanted to do. And, and somehow we got talking about how we both wanted to write a book. Um, and I still have my book idea that I'll probably never do, but I get to share a lot of things on here. So I feel like it, it's getting... You know, yeah, it's, it's like, like a, you like have an audio yeah, book so in chapters. But the great thing about it was is we both said we wanted to write a book and she did it. And it it always reminds me like whenever I want to do something, which this podcast, like we talked about it, we talked about it, and then we
0: actually Yeah, did and we're it. now we're actually doing it. Yeah, but
1: she wanted to write a book and she did it. And she put the book out. The book is like amazing quotes with crazy pictures. Her husband's a professional photographer. Um, and so he took these amazing photos of her and she just is all about inspiration. So she came the, the book came out during the pandemic and so she was like what am i going to do? book tour. And she started reaching doing podcasts and then she started like really like this journey took her to this place of coaching women one on one. I I say women. I think it is mostly women. I don't know if she's had any men but she could possibly do men too, I'm sure. And just finding themselves uh being unapologetic to who they are being present in all moments. And like, so she has a membership program now and people do monthly coaching with her. And I just love it because I, she was always an amazing person, but I have watched her grow through this path to the person that she's becoming now. And in some ways, I hate to even say it, but she's like outgrown me because I feel like we were like on the same path and journey, she would say that that's not true. And that I Yeah, I think a lot of people would say that's, that's not true. But say. but like, she is just killing it. And she always somehow I feel like the universe always puts people on your path at the right time. But there are even moments that she just like randomly reaches out to me. And somehow it's always a time where I'm feeling a certain way about a situation. Or I am confused about something. And, or maybe we just have this special connection vibe that she reaches out on days that something's going on with me, or maybe there's always something going on with me. But um, (laughs) she's like, that's not that yours, that's theirs. Like, this is what and she like just zones me in. And that's what she does for people one on one. So um, I would highly suggest anyone to check out her book extra the art of being to check out just her Instagram, because I think her Instagram and her Insta stories are so inspirational. Her kids are amazing and I don't want to screw it up and not mention all of them, but Rocket, Racer, Lola. I I, now
0: I feel like I should. I don't want to. Oh my God. What names? Can I ask you about her Instagram though? Is she a fashion designer or a model or does she just roll like that? Is that just her daily? That's her daily. Oh my God. You like, I looked at, I'm like, okay, this person has to be a fashion designer. No, that's just how she rolls. And I think her, you know, she's always loved fashion. And
1: even going through this whole thing, she was trying to decide, do I want to help people like style people? Do I want to be on fashion shoots and photography? Because she has a big, huge marketing background. Um, And then she found this place of like, no, that she doesn't want to design other like she doesn't want to style other people or do any of those things. It's, it's just purely who she is. And I think it took this whole other route of, you know, I do think that we we talked about this a little bit ourselves that beauty is a part of your brand. And kind of inside your outside, what do I want to say inside out? inside out, like it shows who you are as a person, it shows your vibe, your energy, your style. And I think that she just used fashion and her amazing style ability to just be confident in what she wears and what she does to reach women in a different way.
0: And oh my god, that's awesome. But
1: her style, like even just doing that, like, check out her pictures for the style, because Sometimes I'm pretty matchy matchy in classic. I want to say classic. That's what I like to call myself. But she like every time I see her, I'm like, how did she pull? The, how is she pulling this outfit out off right
0: now? Um, and I mean, she's just a, she's just got a really bold look. It's amazing. Like the hair and like just her just the way she carries it. It's really impressive, actually. Here's Kelly's interview with the incredible Christina Glickman.
1: All right. So I am so excited today th- about today's guest. I probably am the, this is the most excited I've been actually. I probably say that on every single <laughs> podcast that you've listened to so far, but I can tell you that Christina Glickman, I feel like just from a soul perspective, there's probably a lot of people that feel like this, but I just am so connected to who she is as a person when she walks in the room, she exudes confidence from, um, from the head d- down to <laughs> her toes. And I feel like not only from her fashion sense, but just who she has a, is as a person. She's a light. And anytime I have had a bump in the road, um, she has become such an amazing friend to tap into, to check into. And she is doing amazing things. So I am so excited that you're all going to get to know her today. And she's the author of Extra. The art of being, and just jumping on her Instagram today, just to get a little inspiration. It said "Oprah meets Gucci," which I know you're going to understand that here momentarily. So, welcome, Christina.
2: Oh, so excited to be here! Thank you so much for having me. You know that we are uh, connected, soul to soul, so it's wonderful to chat with you today.
1: No, I'm really, really excited. And so, one of the things you know, I said that you exude confidence in a million different ways um and i know that everyone will learn that and get that vibe from this but one of the things that we were connected was through business and that's how i got to know you and when we talk about our business we always talk about our why so i always like to ask people their kind of their why in life um and not connected to business but just your why right now and i know our why's
2: always change but What's your why right now in life? Sure, absolutely. And I love that you're couching it in your why for right now, because I think that we need permission and validation to change and to pivot, um, certainly as women. So of my why for right now, the foundation of who I am, whether or not you want to give me the title of author, entrepreneur, all the things, the one I wear most proudly is mother, that's for sure. So that will never shake for me, um, the foundation of me as a mother and raising human beings will always be sort of my true north. Um, but that being said, the work that I do today, I think is really comes from a place of that. I want to be able to see the gifts that women have and make sure that they can see it in themselves and bring it out. And I have just been so passionate about connecting one-to-one with communities of women and just really the message playing back to so many of that you are good enough, you are worthy enough, you are deserving of more in your life, whatever that looks like. And I just have a real sort of like hunger and desire to be the tap on someone's shoulder to say, Hey, you know, you are special, you have a gift, you have a superpower, use it. And I think it's tough to be a woman in today's world, certainly in a pandemic, whether you're a mother or not. And I think that it takes constant reminding of who we are and that we you know, came into this world good enough and somewhere along the way, we might've been told that we weren't. And I just feel that it's sort of uh, my, my guiding light is to connect as many souls as possible to tap into and embrace their own, their own power.
1: Okay, I love that. And that spurs on a question. So do you think when you're talking about the women that you work with, Do they know their gift, but they have put obstacles in their way to tap into their gift, they don't have the confidence to really go into their superpower? Or do you think a lot of them are lost, and they don't even realize what their superpower is?
2: I think all of the above, you know, I had no idea. Seven plus months ago, I launched a membership community of really just sort of purpose-driven women that care about the planet and are looking to do more in their life. And the first thing is, well, I don't know what that means. I don't know what it is. You know, we we attach ourselves to these identities of what we do in life, right? I'm a mother, I'm an accountant, I teach swim class, whatever it might be, and those badges kind of stick with us. And suddenly when those are taken away, maybe it's the pandemic, maybe it's a, a course change, whatever it might be, we really become lost into sort of what's next for us or what we want to do. And so I, I think a few things that it always comes down to trying to figure out um, who you are and what your purpose is. Those are two big things. And I will always say there is no end game. There's no like, oh, I'm finally arrived and I know what that is. I think it's a constant awareness and pursuit of being intentional about our everyday life to get us to that next spot. And so to answer your question, do people know what their gift is? Well, some people do. And I always like to say that most of the time, your gift is something that's really easy for you, but you don't even think it's a superpower because it's so natural for you, right? Right. Um, Other people don't know what it is. And so they kind of go through and audit their day and see what brings them joy. Or maybe they look at the habits that they've formed, but it's work. It's work to identify what that journey like, journey looks like into becoming who we are. And I just don't think that it magically happens. I think that you have to really be willing to show up for yourself every day. And, you know, we show up for everybody and everyone else at all times, because we have to, and that I've really seen, and I'm so proud of the communities of women that I've seen that have said, you know, what, it's time, it's time for me to invest in myself, and to figure out what's next for me, what's more for me. Because I deserve that. And it doesn't have to be, you know, big and wild. wild, Because truly, um, it's really just small, consistent action that we make every single day so that we're creating our future self. Um, Because otherwise, we'll turn around and in 10 years, we'd probably be in the same spot. And for most of us, that's not okay. It doesn't mean that we're unhappy. But I think that we have the agency to choose to really design the life that we want it to be. But that requires us saying yes to ourselves first. Okay,
1: so I think over the last, I think I've probably known you for four years now, Mm -hmm. probably really gotten to know you better in the last two and a half, I would say. But I have watched your journey completely change and you grow as a person and finding your superpower a little more in the last couple of years. I mentioned that you wrote the book Extra The Art of Being. Everyone should get it. I have my copy. I I absolutely love it and it's really amazing pictures, fashion pictures, but then also um you know amazing quotes about life. Did you when you did that book, did you imagine that this is where you would end up or was the book the gateway to now doing the membership program, the coaching, Um, speaking engagements and, you know, being on
2: podcasts. No no idea. No idea. And so this is so thank you for asking that, because if anybody is listening, I think what is, you know, we usually find out how we got to be someplace by connecting the dots from the past. And it really started out as so slow for me. It started out for me saying I needed to have something more creative in my life. And so I really did what I what I ask of so many other people, which is, tell me what brings you joy? What makes you come alive? What do you love to do? And for me, it was, oh, well, I love fashion. And so I started taking pictures of me with my clothes. And, but I also knew that I didn't want to be an influencer. I don't want to style people. I don't want to um, create a line of clothing. So I kept working through what gave me joy and how to identify where to go next. And it was never an A to B, right? It was just, showing up every day, leaning into the, the fact that I wanted to do more and figuring it out. And so what ended up happening was I took the pictures and I'd, I'd see the clothing, but then I'd always say to myself, but really how I show up in the world is really one tiny piece of how I express myself. It's important, but the real, I think for me, way I express myself is my words and, and how I feel and how I share them. But it was the combination of Fashion and words, where the book was born, and it was literally born. And you know, Kelly, I I talk to you many times in the drive-through at Starbucks, and just tell you, like, yeah, I'm writing this book, and I'm putting it in the notes of my phone, and I don't know what I'm doing, and and all the things. But um, I, I share that because I did not have this grand plan. I just knew that I had to do more in my life, that I had to feel more connected to sort of my creative soul, and One thing led to the next. And so I did the book. But then within the book, which I launched it during a pandemic, which is not, you know, anything I thought I'd ever be doing. But instead of saying to myself, these are all the things I can't do, it's what can I do? Well, I can use this opportunity to virtually speak to hundreds and hundreds of women and share the message, see what resonates. And then what came out of that was, oh my goodness, women are looking for a safe container to share and be vulnerable and to feel held, and to kind of discover and dissect how to get to that next spot in their life. And so it sounds easy now, because I'm on the, on sort of the other side of it. But it's not. And I don't think any of it is really easy. I think it's, again, leaning into the fact that you may want more in your life, and that you're willing to try things on to figure out what it looks like, right? I mean. I hope that when I talk to you in a year I say, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know I was going to end up in XYZ." So, I've had no plan. I still don't have a real plan, but I believe in myself enough to just keep going even when it's not easy or when I'm lost or, you know, sitting in the unknown is uncomfortable, but it's also where I think that the magic really happens.
1: So, a couple of things. One, I love that you said try things on because it kind of mm-hmm. life versus fashion goes hand in hand. I think one of the things that I love about you is that you do all the things. You say them and you do them. And you know, we did talk about the fact that you had this idea of a book and what you were doing and then it I felt like every time I talked to you it was that you were, you know, moving forward, moving forward and you never stopped. You just kept going. Do you do you know where that comes
2: from? I mean, is that just Um, have you always been that way? You know, I think I've always been pretty driven and ambitious, but I think that, you know, where I'm at in my life now, where that comes from is, is truly, and apologies that this sounds so dramatic, but is that how dare I ever waste today because tomorrow is not promised. And so I'm going to show up for myself and I'm going to go for it. And I'm going to just keep, I don't. I don't take anything for granted. And so really, it comes down to I think, you know, I've had a lot of loss in my life. And, you know, losing both my parents that I've seen that none of this is really that hard. Meaning, it's, if all I'm really doing is showing up for myself, so why, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I try? And, you know, the consequence of the action of me, whether it's failing or rejection or judgment, I can handle all of those things, because everybody in my world will be safe and loved. Anybody that really cares about me will still care about me. So I'm going to just keep going. And I think the other thing is releasing myself from the outcome. If I can really, truly sit in a space knowing that my success is inevitable just because I'm showing up to do the work, it frees me from the validation that the work has to be a certain way, right? Like I I said to myself, I'm going to put this book into the universe. It could totally suck. And only like my friend, like Kelly McVay will buy it and tell me she loves it. But so what if it does? Like, nobody's dying. Like, it's okay. Right. But we don't even give ourselves the opportunity to pursue something because we've shut it down 10 steps before we've even taken a step. And it's not easy. But truly, I think a number of things. One, finding a community of where you can feel lifted and supported by other people is, is key. You want to surround yourself with people that are encouraging you to do the things that you love to do. because there's just no room for that sort of judgment. It's already hard enough to look outside ourselves and be hard on ourselves. We need to be able to lift one another. And if you are in a good place of confidence, take someone with you. You know, I just I feel more than ever we need to all come together and 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 be supportive um, in this complicated life for it.
1: No, I totally agree. And going back to fashion because I do think it is so parallel i mean it's why you wrote the book and i hope everyone checks it out and i hope you go to christina glickman on instagram and just follow her because you'll so get a sense of of who she is from a fashion perspective when you walk in the room and this is just me talking personally i mean i'm pretty matchy matchy uh don't don't take any um you know daring things with my my clothing I feel like you always walked in and you gave me confidence in everything. Not just thinking like wow, like she has so much confidence that she would wear that or her hair's that way or it always just gave me confidence as a person beyond fashion. Did you always have that confidence um in fashion and I think that obviously spilled into your ability to go after writing the book, to do the to do everything you're doing right now. I feel like it shows that you have that confidence,
2: but did you always have that confidence in fashion and in life? You know, um, I think that I the short answer is no. I think that I really came to it probably in my twenties and then just really kind of explored it more in my 30s. But I, I think what you're really talking about when you have sort of confidence walking into a room and and importantly, you know, thank you for the kind words because I do want to make other people feel that way when they're around me is that it took me a long time to realize that the reason I'm so confident is because I don't know everything. The reason I feel so confident is because I'm never trying to show up as anything but myself. So if I came here on this podcast and I said, I am going to you know, give you three ways to step into greatness and I am a master. Well, I'm going to fail every time because I'm not. And so instead, if I can just show up as Christina and share with you with pure heart what I know and what may be helpful, then I sort of am able to release all of these expectations. And so whether it's work or in parenting, or if you can truly just be honest with yourself that you are showing up as you, it does eliminate the imposter syndrome. It does help us with all these like, you know, self-limiting beliefs we put on ourselves. But if you can sit into who you are it really allows you to be more comfortable, right? Because we all know that when we're trying to be something we're not, it's not comfortable. If I try to go to a meeting and be the smartest one at the table, I will, I will fail every time. Or I'll be worried, I'll be called out. It's so much easier for me to show up and say, wow, that's a great question. I don't, I don't know the answer to that. And in a weird way, it makes people seem more confident <laughs> when they can own their truth versus act all knowing. So I I do think that it's a work in progress. And I think that, no, I haven't always been this way. I do think it's a learned habit. I think it's practice. I think some of us are born with more than others. But in general, I, I really do think it becomes with getting very clear on who you are, and trying to embrace what your strengths are. Okay.
1: You know, I love, this will be one that I listen to over and over again, because these are all the things that I need to hear Mm. in my own personal life, which I'm sure that there are people out there listening that feel the same way. Okay, so this is a big one. And I feel like I'm excited to hear the answer Mm. on this because you are definitely a feeler Mm. and you feel other people's, you know, that's why you're so good at this from a, a coaching standpoint, from the membership program, helping people find their gift and what their superpower is. You are a feeler. How do you show up as yourself unapologetically
2: and not be worried about the people that are around you? Yeah. Well, I, I will tell you, like, you know, I, I'm exhausted and I need to be able to do a better job of creating a sacred space for myself because I am an empath. Any, any the Enneagram, too, I'm all those things like you are, but I've gotten a lot better at understanding what is mine and what is yours. So I'm able to be fully present and talk about a situation or share it with you or really get in deep with whatever you're experiencing. And I'm able to not hold it on my shoulders and give it back because it's not mine to own. It doesn't mean that I can't still feel connected and share and do all the things, but I really don't carry anyone's bags as much. I mean, as much, um, meaning. I'm not going to be so worried about every single person in the room and how they're feeling. I'm going to, of course, connect, but I'm not going to walk away and carry it all with me because it will destroy me. I I can't do that. And so it takes a, a very large amount of awareness to that, to be able to say, okay, I'm hopeful that I'm serving in this moment. I'm hopeful that I am present and giving you my best self, but then I have to leave it there because ultimately this is your life, not mine. And I, I have to be able to separate the two. And that's hard for all of us to work on, whether it's a work situation where there's drama or it's complicated. I think a great question to always ask yourself is what is mine and what is yours? And don't care. And put it on my mirror. Yeah. Don't, don't carry others Think I mean, take responsibility and ownership for what is yours, but you know, if you get into a situation where you've got some drama and, Somebody's feeling a certain way and it makes you feel bad because you're a feeler. I always will say, what is my part in it? You know, obviously apologize or take ownership for it, but the rest of it, it's not mine. So I'm not going to take it. And that's a, that's also another thing I've worked on because otherwise I spend all this energy thinking and worrying about other people, other things. How am I being looked at? What does it mean? And I just always stop. And I'm like, that's not mine. That's not mine.
1: No, I, I love this. And I feel like that's just a, such a great question. Um, for so many scenarios, when you find yourself getting pulled into something, no matter what it is to just stop for a second yeah, and think that, think about that for a second. Okay. So you said that your why and your biggest, um, you know, the biggest thing the most important thing to you is being a mother. Mm -hmm. And I know you have a tattoo on your arm that says mom, right? (laughs) Yeah, mom Um, that I love. And so from, you know, you are super busy, obviously, like I know you and you are everywhere all the time. And you're present. I feel like you're always really present in all the places that you show up to how do you, you also have an amazing husband, I feel like you guys balance each other, and he understands you and knows you. And I think that's part of the reason that you can do all the things that you do. Yep. But how do you make sure that your children understand that they are number one always? um, While you are being all these other things
2: to so many women and people and showing up for yourself? Yeah. Um, First of all, thank you for mentioning that about Adam because I do believe that I'm able to to be my best self because um, I'm lucky enough to have him as my partner. But I will say a few things: is that um, the badge of busyness is one that I don't want, so I, I don't want to be this busy person. And so, for me, how I feel that I've been able to make my children feel that they still are sort of that center of my universe is a few things. I think number one is that. Um, I am very clear with them on what I'm doing in my life, meaning they know that when i'm working or whatever i'm doing is one because I do financially contribute to our family number one, but number two is that I'm also trying to you know make the world a better place here right I'm trying to change lives and and do all those things, and I think they respect that that I have a drive and an ambition but it will never be at the expense of them. And how do I know that? Because every night I go to bed, it's how I feel. Do I feel like I haven't been present for them? Do I feel like I haven't connected? Do I feel like I've been tipping the scales? Because look, I, I don't think we'll ever be balanced. That's not a word for me that I ever try to achieve. Every day, I just set out with good intention to say, are my people safe and loved? And am I doing a good job with the work that I'm hoping to do in the world? And some days it's yes, and some days it's no, but it's a day-to-day thing. And I get to recalibrate the next day. So I don't have these massive goals of balance or this really scheduled out pockets of time. Or, I mean, it's pretty simple. I will make sure that I get up a half hour before my children so that when they walk down the stairs in the morning, I literally get to greet them. I look at them. I get to hug them. I say, good morning. We sit down. That's for me super important. That's just what it is. They know from the very beginning that they wake up that somebody sees them and tells them that they're good enough. And that for me is like, that's in the deposit, right? Of me as a mother, then I'm off to the races, right? You're voxoring, you're texting, you're doing all the things, but we've established from the get-go that like, you are the most important thing as I open my eyes every day. And that for me is like a way that I'm able to feel connected to them from the very beginning. And then when it comes to all the other work things, you know, I'm the first to say that I'm working a ton, but I'm also, I'm not a victim of that. I'm trying to build many businesses. I'm trying to create a future, but I'll never create it at the expense of feeling connected to my family. So when it gets out of whack, I got to pull back. And that's just how I gauge it. I think we should gauge things more on our feminine energy of how do we feel versus our masculine energy about what did I achieve and how good is my month. And do I, all the, all the attributes of achieving and productivity for me, um, that's not really where I want to gauge. I want to gauge how I feel versus what I've accomplished in that way. Does that help?
1: Yes, it totally helps. I love that too. So I feel like I had two questions from what um, you just said. And I hope I remember both of them. But first of all, I agree, like balance, I feel like people are always striving for balance. Um, and it's, I feel like almost impossible. And so we're trying to work for something that is in a lot of ways unattain- unattainable. Mm-hmm. But going off of balance, I've also heard, you know, I am someone and I feel like you and I are a lot alike have super big highs and have all this energy and I can get 10 million things done. And then, and, and that can go for a while. And then I have a day where I like just have to pull back and I'm like not down in the dumps, but like, I don't have the energy to get anything done. And I've heard at one point, you know, you should reserve some of your energy that you have on those high power days so that you are balanced and that you have energy all the time instead of just going, going, going. And I'm like, that's not how my heart and soul were. Right. You, and you are someone that we said off to the races, you know, every single day. And I know, like, I know that you show up in every place all the time. So do you have moments
2: of burnout and what no, do you do? I'm just laughing. Well, we're very similar. I think yeah. that first of all, respect the way you operate, right? There's so many people that want to share ways to do things, but the reality is I'm a sprinter. I'm going to go, 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 and then I'm going to crash and I cannot, I can barely even like get up, right? So I have two modes, (laughs) stop and go. I'm not very good at the in-between and that's okay, right? Some people can dole out a little bit of energy every day and feel very sort of in stride. I'm a sprinter. I'm going to go, go, go until I have to collapse and not because I'm proud of that, but I've come to realize that's how my energy flows. And I think that's okay. I think that we have to recognize where, how we operate best. So I actually know that because I'm a sprinter that I'm going to get in everything I can get in. Cause I know I'm going to crash at some point. And I don't mean like collapse. I just mean, I'm not going to feel like doing it. And I have to feel like doing the work. And so I think that you should become aware of what is your flow. When are you the most creative? When do you feel the most productive? When do you like, I'm a morning person. So I get up extra early because that's my best opportunity to feel successful in the day. And so I think you should really, you know, I don't, if somebody said to protect my energy, to space it out, like that sounds good, but it's not how I work. Right.
1: I love you saying respect how you operate. I mean, that's another, that's another quote (laughs) I feel like I'm going to write down. Respect how you operate, and I feel like it's important to know how you operate yeah. in order to respect it. Yeah okay second question that I came from the other. you know obviously, um, I have four children and every single child is always super different from each other. Uh-huh. And you being someone who has such confidence and shows up in the world and they see that, do you feel like they too have learned that from you and are learning that from you? Or do you have a child that's super different and isn't that way that you feel like, you know, from a parenting standpoint, what do you think they're learning
2: from all this? yeah. I mean, you know, having four like you that are wildly different, you know, um, I think that what I've learned and what I love, like if I look at my son who's 16, we couldn't be more different in the sense that he's reserved i wouldn't even say quiet but just um you know i'm i'm a big welcomer and i want to say hi to everybody and chat and he's the exact opposite and it took me a very long time to understand that how he shows up in the world and expresses himself is his kind of happy and so i think what my children see within me um is not necessarily that they want to emulate or be me or do what i do but respecting who you are and being able to do it and whatever that might be, you got to do what you want to do. So I think what they see in me is that I'm not willing to be anything but myself. And that's what I hope that they have for themselves, which is, you know, show up in this world, whatever makes you happy. It means nothing to me. I always say to them, whenever they ask me a question, I always throw it back on them. Like, well, how does that make you feel? Not what I think, it's what you think. And so you know, obviously the best thing we can do within parenting is role modeling. Say what you like, but if you're not doing it, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, they have to see you do it. And, you know, I think the other thing that my children will see is that, um, that you work hard for what you want, whatever it might be, that you're not entitled to anything, that you kind of put out all this energy into the world, what you hope to get back, and that um, it's important to have purpose. Whatever it might be. Um, And so, you know, I I hope that's what they see. I know your children see that in you, but I do believe that um, if anything, with all of our kids these days, if you can just make them feel good enough just because they are alive and here, that is a gift that they will have forever.
1: Oh, I love that answer. Okay, so I didn't expect to ask this question. I don't know why I feel like it's leading me to this, but. You know, I mentioned that Adam and you have such a strong partnership. And I obviously um, feel like I've, you know, gotten a sneak peek of that here and there through your Instagram stories. I know he played a really big part of helping you um, put the book together because he's an amazing photographer. But, you know, showing up as your true self and for yourself, you know, relationships are a partnership and definitely give and take and compromise how do you feel like showing up with the confidence in your true self has impacted your relationship and what would be one strong tip that you would say to look for in a partner because you two have such a strong. bond?
2: Yeah. I mean, I I do feel very lucky that, that we just are so compatible in that way. Um, you know, I, I think it's, it's really what it, what it comes down to is, um, number one, is showing up as your whole self and not having the expectation that anyone else can make you happy, make you whole, make you feel better. I I think showing up as completely whole as you can and bringing yourself to that relationship, you are releasing expectations of anything on your partner. Because I don't depend on Adam for anything. And when I say anything, I mean, for my happiness, right? He, He can't make me happy. He can't make me, I mean, he makes me happier, but I don't depend on him to make my life wonderful, right? Like, that's not how it should work. Because if you, if you are kind of putting that on somebody else's shoulder, that's a lot of pressure too, right? And so if anything, if you can be as whole as possible, you know, we're all works in progress, you are releasing somebody from having to hold the pressure of making you okay. And that's a lot of pressure for anybody, right? Like, and I think I've seen, you know, a lot of people in that dependent mode, and it's probably just not the healthiest. And I, I think we've worked really hard on um, being kind to one another, being super respectful of how we each operate, and it's just I feel lucky that it's that easy for us.
1: It sounds freeing in a sense. Because you're taking the pressure off the relationship of not depending our expectations, but just being.
2: Yeah, because the <laughs> yeah. look at you, Kelly, full circle. Well, but I think it's it's because if we don't, you know, the it, the biggest privilege you have in your life, they say, right, is to sort of honor that relationship with yourself first, right? Commit to that, and um, it's funny, my. My theme for our main membership is, um, will you marry you? Because if you're not truly committed to that relationship with yourself, it's really hard to give it to someone else. You can, but it's usually layered with, with a lot of complication. And it's, like I said, it takes a lot of work. None of us are perfect and we're all trying, but acknowledgement that we need to show up in this world and design it and create it for us and only what you have in mind and that you're responsible for your own happiness and you know you're responsible for that energy that you bring into a room and and not i don't know not put it on someone else um it's easy to right um it's easy to do that but when we really take the time to reflect and become aware i just can strengthen really any relationship right
1: so uh, yes All things. So I have two more questions. And then I want you to talk about just share the membership program in the book, just because I want people to know, and I'm sure people want to jump into some of those things. But the last year, I mean, obviously, pandemic, and so many things, not getting into specifics with politics, and that sort of thing. But there were a lot of heavy moments in the last year. Mm -hmm. And for multiple reasons. So. Being the person you are, showing confidence, showing up as your true self, but also in a year where people came together in a lot of ways, showed up for each other, how did you take on this last year being such a year of turmoil in so many different areas
2: in life? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I will never minimize this struggle and pain and loss and all of the situations that I did not experience, right? I was able to keep a, a roof over our heads. Um, and there are there are, the comparative suffering is tough, right? When you start to talk about this last year. But if I talk just about my own experience, I, I think that I really try to take it in stride and go back to um what can co what can this pandemic give us versus take? And for me, it was I am going to do everything that I possibly can to um, create a situation where everybody feels mentally healthy in my house, right? So for me, it was all about stability of our hearts, really. And once I could get that under control, I realized that I had nothing but an upside because everybody was okay. And the reason I share that as an example is because I was able to, I didn't stress out about math homework. I didn't stress out that, you know, my daughter was like, you know, playing some game on her thing all day long. Now, listen, I don't like that. I'm not subscribing to screens, but I also know that she's going to be okay and that we're in tough time. And so I was able to constantly kind of go back to that sort of source of if everybody's mentally okay, then we're winning today. And I think the other thing was acknowledging that um, things are temporary. I don't know how long it'll be here, but we're not going to be in this forever. I mean, obviously in a lot longer than we thought, but things are temporary. And again, if you have the mental stability and capability of it, I will continually ask if you can flip your mindset into what were the gifts of this pandemic? What did we learn from it? What are the lessons that I hope to take forward? Because otherwise, things can then feel like you did it all for nothing, right? I don't want the sacrifice of what everyone's been through for nothing. And more than ever, this pandemic has put everybody at an even playing field, right? Everybody suffered, everybody lost, everybody. So we are now in a moment in time where the connection to others is stronger than ever. And so, what are you going to do with that, right? How are you going to learn from this versus just be scarred by it?
1: No, I love that. And I feel like, it's such a true statement. I think that, especially, I think women for sure, and women with children, school age, like there was so much pressure that they put upon themselves in the last year. And I love the thought of just like looking at the day: is everyone good? Is everyone okay? This is temporary. Yeah, such a good reminder well, in general. Well, because
2: and also too, um, not to go wildly off track here, but. Something that I've been working on is a talk about sort of, you know, mothers screaming in this pandemic and how no one's really listening and how they are crumbling. And, you know, mothers are the backbone of our society and they always have been and they always will. And it's sort of ravaging through our communities and cultures. And, you know, obviously the numbers of unemployment of women and what we're experiencing is that mothers more than ever. have been carrying the weight right they always have been and what's shed light on there is that all of these incredible minds and talents they're all out of the workforce now because right. others have had to take the on and that's right. not okay um it's not okay and so i hope that that is one other spotlight um that can continue to be shined on and you know from from child care to equal pay to you name it, what are the things that have to change, and how did we put the light on those things in a platform of some of some privilege or power that can again move us forward um, from the pain that was experienced
1: okay I this is the last question. so greener grass was you know how we came up with the idea and concept is that you know, Carrie and I knew each other when we were younger and then we connected and kind of started really reconnecting in our forties and kind of looking at each other's lives in the sense that she moved to Hollywood, she became a dancer, went all over the world. Um, but she was kind of looking at this, you know, she didn't have any children. She was looking at my life where I had four children, I had a corporate job, and so we were both looking at each other's lives. And I think that, you know. Women do that in general, well, I'm sure men do that too, but always looking at everyone else's space and looking at what they don't have instead of looking at what is right in front of them and what they do have and I think Carrie even Carrie and I talking about that, I realized all the things I do have that other people wish or want for, and how amazing my my life is. So when you do um the coaching and the membership program, which I want to hear um I want you to share all those that information here in a second. Do you feel like that's an obstacle that you find a lot that people are looking, you know, comparison is the thief of joy, looking at someone else's life? Or do you think that that's not an obstacle that, that people get hung up on as much anymore?
2: Oh my goodness. I think that you both are brilliant because that is exactly what everybody that I've talked to, um, is that what we want to know is that we're not alone and that your situation is you know as good and as bad as mine and that we are all speaking the same language because we all have the same sort of struggles but they just might be filtered differently right you might be married you might not have kids you might have a job you might stay home but the struggles are the same which is either i don't feel good about myself or my confidence is shook or whatever it might be but this idea that we are all looking around and that's that's the problem right is that we all think that somebody might have it better than us, or um, and it's just not true. Uh, right. The reality is that we have to continually stay in our lane and stay the course, and not look around because it's really damaging. It's really damaging to all of us. And what ends up happening is those are the reasons why we don't pursue things, right? Or or that we don't feel good enough or, or worthy of abundance or whatever it might be is because we're looking around. And we always seem to think they have it better. Well, they don't. They just don't. But I think that what you're talking about here with, with that is, is everything that a woman feels. Um, it's, it's so on point.
1: And I think, you know, going back full circle to what you really work with women on is finding their gift, finding their superpower you know, respecting how they operate, I think the more uh, women find who they truly are themselves and show up as that person, the more they're going to be whole instead of looking all around trying to find what's going to make them
2: whole. Right. And inside. I think, I think the powerful thing, though, there is the connection of community, because I need to see you do it. So I know I can do it. Because that eliminates that I think your life is X, Y, Z, and mine is this way. Because when we all share together, when we share the messy, complicated, curvy road, then it helps us be like, well, maybe I can do that too. And as sort of elementary as that sounds, we all want to be seen, right? I want to know that I am in a safe space and that others are experiencing what I am too. Because otherwise it's very isolating, right? And we can feel so alone in the moment that somebody else is like, No, I see you and I, I feel that way too. You're like, wow, oh, you do? And you kind of feel less crazy. Right.
1: No, I love that. Okay, so the art I want you to tell us all where we can get extra the art of being. Um, cool. I have the book and I probably will post it and I'll post a link to when we share this podcast. But Where can we find the book, Christina? You're
2: very sweet. You can find the book on Amazon, but truly anything for me is really on my Instagram account. You can find everything there. So, you know, anything you're looking for is easily found there.
1: Okay. And then tell us just a little bit about the membership program. Sure. Um, Do you take a certain amount of people? I know you mentioned May and I love the title.
2: Um, What was it? Will Um, you you marry you? you? Yeah. Um, And this, uh, this last month was about, uh, stolen moments being hardwired for presence. And so we've got some really great themes, but, um, it's a, you know, it's a rolling membership and we are always welcoming new people in and, you know, you get your own little membership portal with videos and then we do two community calls a month and, you know, it's just a wonderful place to be held. And so thank you for letting me share about it. It's, um, I really do feel that what you're doing is so important because we're all connected through the the power of storytelling. It's what we do, right? So thank you for creating a platform to share.
1: Well, I'm so proud of you and I'm so lucky to know you. I, I mean, I just, you meet special certain people along your journey and you are definitely a bright light in mine who I feel like has just been a great friend and a partner in work in a lot of ways. So. Thank you for joining our podcast. I loved it. I loved everything you had to say and I got some great quote moments out of it that I will be post-it noting on my bathroom mirror for sure.
2: Goodness, well, Thank you so much for having me and I cannot wait to listen to all your upcoming episodes. Thank you, Christina. Thank
0: you. Thank you for tuning in to Greener Grass, a podcast, mm-hmm. a production of Grand Rev Creative. You can find Christina on Instagram at Christina Glickman. You can always find Kelly and I at Grand Rev Creative on Instagram. And please give us a five star rating and a review anywhere you find your podcast so that people can more easily find us. Thanks for tuning in today. This has been a Greener Grass Podcast.